We got our counterpoint in and ready to go. We got tonight Michael Diamond with Upstream Strategy. Hello there. Hello. Thank you for having me and, and for your donation. <laughs> and Andy Stin, <laughs> the small business guy. I'm talking about Dave Grohl to yes. what's-his-face here, yes. Diamond out there. He doesn't know who he is. And then we said, oh, it's Nirvana. He goes, oh, he must be famous because Paul Anka covered one of his songs. <laughs> you should buy the what album, Paul l- Anka Rock Swings, and more hits my way. Well, Dave Grohl, Dave Grohl is just a little bit big. <laughs> On his Paul own. Paul Anka's pretty I, I, big. I get Pretty it, big. But Dave Grohl's probably... Oh my I, don't know, I don't know. I'd actually have to look... No, I'm pretty sure Dave Grohl sold a few more albums. <laughs> yeah. I know Anka's important. I get it. But imagine going around to Diamond's house and you get no. rock songs done by Anka. Actually, so one of my business partners, we became friends while sitting at a wedding, and they were playing that, and I identified that it was Paul Anka Rock Swings, and we became friends because of that, and now we're in business together. You're like together. a thousand-year-old man trapped in a 30-year-old body. 33-year-old really body. Really, you're like a 422. Yeah. All right, let's get to it. we got a group of opposition MPs on the NDP, as well as conservative side, calling on the Trudeau government to have an emergency defense committee investigation into Vice Admiral Mark Norman. They want to get to the bottom of this political interference that the liberals insist absolutely never inc- occurred, which is not true because while it did not occur in the staying of the charges, we have been following this, Michael, for long enough to know that there was plenty of interference in getting evidence turned over with code names being made uh, up to to you know block searches of Mark Norman, the prime minister himself talking about it going to court before anyone was even charged. We know that there were a lot of issues that deserve to be known. And uh, give me your uh, gut. We'll, we'll have an investigation in how many uh, months? Look, I think what we need to do is, and I understand why the opposition MPs are doing this, that's their job to uh, try and embarrass the government and hold them to account, so it's their job. An investigation right now won't go anywhere, so let's continue to talk about this because this is incredibly important. Let's make this an election issue, and let's defeat this incompetent government and then have a real investigation because this is a big deal, folks. This is now two times where it looks like the Prime Minister's office has interfered with our criminal justice system. Those two branches of government have have to be completely separate for our protection. We need to get to the bottom of this. Well, I, 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 t- I happen to think that the Mark Norman, the Admiral Mark Norman situation is more serious than SNC. I and agree. I've always said that because we're talking about a man who gave his uh, everything to this country and was thrown under the bus. Having said that, Andy, uh, do you not have any will or, or want to get to the bottom of whether... And nobody I talk to because you ask me this every week. And so I ask my friends, I ask my bill business colleagues and they go huh it's it's too well we should it, not okay we should i agree be. that the principle is right that that the, sh- the, the two forms of government should be separated but this is too wonky for the average person well if they actually really read t- once in a while oh, they but, might but not they, be wonky i mean i don't think we should but they strive get to, to vote. keep well they well i don't necessarily well, want up. low information people to vote that's the problem but, i would like people who read to vote do i think but then there's the, then there's a Hence superstar my, uh, being against mandated voting <laughs> superstar lawyer comes in and I'm thinking this is over. Let's just move on to the next scandal. I mean, that's what I thought. So is it going to be that you have to hear Admiral Mark Norman speak before you... Uh, I don't to care. Me, really? It's you don't another care? Okay, level so of I just corruption. Want, just curious. So you're okay with a person, Vice Admiral Mark Norman, being thrown under the bus for political reasons and he did nothing wrong? You're okay with the state doing that? No, I'm, okay. not, I'm not okay with it, but nothing is going to change. There is, I, I mean, nothing is going to change. A government has all the power. Do you think that by talking about it, is it a wrongdoing? Yes, it is. 
But I don't have that higher expectation of the people that govern that con- this country to do the right thing. So I think we ought to have that higher expectation, and I think you're probably right. I think there's a lot of people who would say, eh, politics as usual, they're all crooks, throw them all yep. out. But but that's sad, and I also think that when push comes to shove and voters are paying attention, and when they're being forced to pay attention, because it's everywhere, let's think back to the 2005-2006 federal election, which happened over the Christmas holidays there, and uh, that, that was a time where we actually had the Liberal Party was in golfed in scandal with the sponsorship scandal and voters were really tired. I remember knocking on doors and hearing from people that they were sick and tired of a government that was lining their own pockets. I think that voters will care when this is presented The go- voters them. and the general public these days don't have that long a memory because the news cycle is, is, is daily and it keeps going over and over and over again and I think it, it won't matter in, in six months. Yeah, I, I think that this one's such a disgusting case of a government of a... Pro- no, 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 no. It should for, be for everyone who pays attention. But it's not. It should be. It, no, but, but I think it I would should be. be a sex so symbol. Talk. Hold on. What? <laughs> if, if Andy will let me talk, I was going to say, if, if people understand it, they will understand, because this, unlike SNC, is very simple. Prime Minister's office didn't like, Scott Bryson didn't like, that a military contract was going to one vendor over the other. So what do they do? They vilify the man in charge, a, a dedicated servant of this country for three decades. Well, they weaponize long. the justice system to take out a political foe. That, that is at the root of what we're talking about. Yep. And, if you, and if people are cool with that... They're not cool with it. Um, it, We're keeping on over the same thing. It's that low expectation of the people. And you can say all the fancy words, Michael, but it doesn't change the public's viewpoint that they don't have a very high opinion of politicians. All right. Lots of uh, cuts rolling out these days. We hear the numbers every single day. Efficiencies. I don't care what you call them. Uh, But today we learn, you know, the Toronto District School Board needs to cut now 56, 62, 67 million dollars is now what they're up to. The OPP cutting 46 million. And in his uh, expressing his frustration, I guess, over the cuts to Toronto Public Health, Doug Ford had this to say. I sat down there for years, and it's just a bastion of lefties that sit on that committee. Matter of fact, we put them there, and guess what? Mayor Tory took the same strategy we did. Put all the lefties in one corner in Toronto Health. They come up, they, they, they say they can't find savings in 2011. We asked them to find 10%. They found it overnight. All right. near. Uh, well, I'll, I'll let you start on this, Andy. I mean, the bottom line is everybody is having to kind of do up their belt, tighten up, and and no one apparently can find just a teeny tiny little bit to cut. Not one little department anywhere can find just the smallest amount to cut. We're broke. Yes. We, 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 we're broke. We're, we're, who, it doesn't matter whose fault it is. We are broke. There have to be savings. And I believe that Ford is doing 100% the right thing. And I think those savings are there. So you don't listen to this noise? Him? No, I was about to say. The way he then puts it over just rankles my back. You're doing the right thing. Don't come out like a barroom bully and start saying they're all lefties and he goes after Tory. Just do your job. Shut your mouth. First of all, I would like to quote the great Andy Stinton. <laughs> Thank you. We are broke, and Doug Ford is doing the right thing. He is. Andy Stinton. Thank you. Um, but uh, I'm a okay, hero a few to you. One in that, in that clip that was just played for us, he was actually praising John Tory and agreeing with John Tory. We're not going to see that every day, but he was agreeing with John Tory in that, in that quote that we just had played back for us. Furthermore, you want to talk about bombastic language? How about Councillor Joe Cressy? People one of the worst die. members of Toronto City Council <laughs> crying, oh, people are going to die. Someone, please think of the children. Andy, it's not Doug Ford that's the problem. It's politicians. Yes, it I'm telling you, my personal opinion is when he starts all that stuff, 
I want to see, I want to see, it, it relates to the other somebody. I want to see somebody who acts in a majestic sense, not comes down and, and, and acts like a bull, uh, a what am I trying to Bull say? Bull in a china shop. That when that was actually, I like that one. I'll well, you got to he he gives as good as he gets, and he gets he gets it from every angle these days. And so you know, frankly, I I, I can't say I'm surprised with think the, of the children. <laughs> people you are going to die. Ch- Meanwhile, uh, two thirds of Canadians oppose the Ford government spending taxpayer dollars to battle the federal carbon tax. They don't like these ads, um, and of course, we've got these ads that have been rolling out here. Just take a listen quickly. Ontario has a better way, holding the biggest polluters accountable, reducing trash, and keeping our lakes clean. A carbon tax isn't the only way to fight climate change. Learn more about our plan. So 64% of respondents said it's unacceptable that the province is uh, getting out of the fight to, you know, fight climate change. And they don't like, 64% don't like that they're using public money to fight the tax. And it also comes out the same day that the Auditor General scolds the government for using tax dollars to do partisan ads. And I got to be honest, Mike, I don't like when governments, I don't care if it's win, I don't like it when the Ford government does it either. If they want to do these attack ads, and I understand why they do, then they should be paying with party money. I wouldn't call, if that's what they're doing, absolutely, but I wouldn't call that an attack ad. That's a, mm, that's nuanced. an ad, it's that's nuanced. an ad pr- projecting what the province is doing, and they're oh. being, the province is actually being attacked by Catherine McKenna, who's saying that there's no plan. Hang on, there stop talking for a second, Michael, you've got a hook in your mouth that Ford pulled you out with. Oh, that's really offensive. <laughs> uh, there's, there is a plan, and that's what they're projecting here. The other thing that we often hear uh, there's some of the uh, yappity yappies are uh, criticizing the gas station uh, 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 disclosure on the taxation. You know, I support food uh, labeling because I think consumers have the right to know. I, I, I support tax labeling because consumers also have the right to know. I'd like to see that expanded to tobacco and alcohol. Uh, you know what? Number one, if the ad showed both sides of the argument, I've got no, it's then informational. Well, tr- trust me, the other side gets nothing but coverage so, like every single second of every day so if we're showing both sides of it i've got no problem right but there is obviously a political agenda there he's wasting money while he's asking people to cut money you know this was 30 million dollars knock it off it doesn't serve any purpose going to court will not serve any purpose i don't know about that i don't know your honor hey, look i would rather a government fight a tax then just roll over and accept it. Like, honestly, when did we become so, like, like... Yeah, but there's this little thing called the Constitution that sort of comes into it, sort of well, goes... it was far from a unanimous decision in Saskatchewan where you had two two of the uh, five justices rule in favor of the province. did Two of the five judges did. It's far from unanimous. <laughs> it's not So unanimous. you don't know how, how a court's going to rule, and there's different arguments in the different provinces. Manitoba, for example, has a completely different case than the other provinces, and we'll, we'll have to see how, how, how that's ruled upon. Well, um, ultimately, the, the taxpayers are going to decide this in October. I mean, ultimately, but I get it. There's a lot of noise out there, and there's going to be a lot. And, and when Sheer puts out his climate plan in the next month or so, <laughs> I would call. That's you the know, biggest joke to anybody. You know, today, He's been the, talking about a plan. Well, okay, kind hold of on a second, Mister Not in Politics. What strategically is it? His in his. Let me finish. You stop talking right now. <laughs> Uh, what is it to his advantage, Mr. Andy Stinton, to put out his climate plan way, way, way early? So he doesn't have to put anything out. He doesn't have to. He can drop it down when the writ drops. Strategically, it would not make sense for him to put the plan out too soon because, therefore, he would light Catherine McKenna's hair on fire. Can I, do I have to put my hand up yes. before I can talk today yes. between you two? Go. I'll tell you what, as, as, as somebody just out there, 
I'm tired of him bitching about Trudeau, and he's got his points. What I'd like to hear is something positive. Which you'll get in about a month. Which I'll get in about... Why doesn't he come out and say... I think this is what I would do. And I'm not interested in your political strategies. What I'm interested in is, is listening to people who've got something intelligent and positive to well, say. Well, will in June. Uh, Can we you hold on till June? Yeah, uh, you know what would be really stupid to go and talk about global warming today here in Toronto <laughs> in the GTA. You know, I'm shivering. I had the heat on in my car on the way here. While you're listening to Paul Anka? Yeah. All right. We've got our counterpoint guys in debating music and... Uh, don't. He likes America too. What's wrong with America? I, I like America went too. On the desert with a horse with no name, <laughs> guys. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like it too. I'm okay. Do I still have to put my hand up to be able to speak? Yes, the next do. segment. Let's talk about a gun buyback program that's uh, resulted in the collection of more than 1,200 firearms, and uh, we've got about a week left to go. It's going to cost taxpayers 750 grand. We've got about 1,235 firearms off the streets, but. Um, Michael, none of these guns are the kinds of guns that are used in the kinds of shootings that we saw unfold over the weekend. I mean, these are grandpa and grandma's guns that were, like, collecting dust in the basement. Yeah, these are not guns that criminals are using to uh, do bad things. So this is really an exercise in making us all feel like we're doing something. I think anyone who's going to talk about firearms in Canada ought to take the firearm safety course to actually understand what legal and law-abiding gun owners are already doing and what they have to do, because I think you'd be surprised. I used to be your average urban elite liberal on firearms, and uh, my old boss at the Sun News Network, Matt Wolf, made me uh, go and take the firearm safety course. And I learned a lot, and I realized there's a lot of good common sense regulation there. And uh, folks folks should educate themselves before talking about this. I, I agree with Michael. <laughs> Whatever he said. Okay. No, well, I totally well, we're agree spending, with him. We've got a city that is complaining and, and whining about all this money it doesn't have, and they've just gone out and spent almost a million bucks buying firearms that will not do anything to stop the gun well, violence. It, it's I, one of those things that, they, look look at what we're doing, look at what we're doing. It's costing money, but it's not effective. It's a nice PR yeah, campaign. And they're having a bunch of, you know, war uh, monuments and war trophies that are coming in, uh, guns that people brought back <laughs> from war. Uh, one thing I heard was people actually going and buying guns that are not in working order and selling them back to the city. So there's some scammers. You still have a couple days, but, but scammers. This, this happened in all the American cities that did these programs, is that they found that people would trade in their old gun and use the money to buy a new gun. I mean, you know, they got, it was gaming the system. Oh, people cheating? Anyway. I can't believe that. But I can't see somebody who's really, you know, involved in gun crime going, oh, they'll give me $250. Exactly, <laughs> because it's all the people running, involved in gun no, crime. Running back in his, his little mob car with the bass speakers going at the front of the cop shop. Ain't going to happen. Well, you know, it's all great that we shrug our shoulders and just eat this. You know, it's just we're doing nothing, but okay, we all feel good. Yes, uh, we do. Actress Mal- uh, Al- Al- Alyssa Milano, sorry, speaking of not feeling good, um, <laughs> she's one of the biggest, I guess, and most outspoken media. Me Too advocates, um, you know, inspiring lots of women to come forward with their stories. And now she's calling for a sex strike to protest anti-abortion laws. Uh, Georgia has just introduced a law. You know, it's pretty goes pretty far saying that the second you hear a heartbeat, that baby can't be terminated. And that's about six months in. But but what Milano is essentially saying, Andy, is that sex is the most valuable thing women hold. And therefore, we will hold it from you. 
But really, if you want to turn Hollywood Republican, I say go at have at her, man. She's going to turn a lot of men away from being Democrats. Well, number one, you can pretty well guarantee she got dumped in the last month and is angry <laughs> at men generally. She's now single. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, how how do you organize this and how do you monitor it? I think the idea is that there may be attributes to it, but how do you? Organize it as a force. Do you have cameras in bedrooms? What's your hashtag? Yeah. Yeah. Don't pound me. Oh, boy. (laughs) Wow. Well, I wasn't going to say that. I was going to say, okay. Look, Alyssa Milano inspired a lot of people to come forward with their stories. So that was good, what she did then. This is just silly and stupid. (laughs) And, you know, um, I think Andy might be right. Uh, Someone needs to call Tony Danza. Uh, By the way, who's the boss? One of the best theme songs of any television show that I can recall. Call. Um, MASH? Who's the boss? Great theme song. No, MASH. Not better than MASH. Yeah, there was a lot of good theme you? songs. Mm-hmm. No, you have no musical taste. Let's talk about this um, international student from Punjab, India. His name is Jobandeep Sandhu. He worked as a truck driver while going to school here, and he was arrested and could soon now be deported for, quote, working too hard. And so he was arrested in 2017 during a delivery that he was making between Toronto and Montreal. And it was a routine stop, and all of a sudden he finds himself cuffed in the back of a cop car, being told he's going to be deported. He is allowed by law under this international, I guess, student exchange to work 20 hours a week, but he was working up to 40, saying he simply could not afford the cost of living. And so 10 days from grad, he's now looking at getting turfed out. This doesn't make sense to me. Here you've got a guy. We have a work shortage in the trucking industry, let's say. He's doing what he's got to do. He's doing the right thing. He wants to go to school and pay for it, and we're kicking him out? Yeah, look, it seems like uh, some bureaucratic red tape here that's uh, preventing someone from doing something good and contributing to society. So perhaps the rules need to be looked at. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a police officer should never be telling someone that they're arresting what the punishment's going to be because that's uh, not part of their purview. But, uh, yeah, it seems like red tape to me. I think Alex is right. Now, you know, you think Alex is I right? I think You're the great Alex you, Pearson you, is correct. Holy cow, you agreeing with both of us now. I see the intent of the law that you don't want people coming across on student permits and using them as jobs. But people have to pay for their education and 20 hours, you know, is is not going to pay for it. I think not we need to look at it and bring it up to spec. But the I fact- just think you have to deal with them on a case-by-case basis. I mean, if this guy is doing something untoward, okay, that's fine. But I don't get the sense with this case. And no, I just think you've got to take a... Not, it's not a one-size fits all approach in these cases. No, and, and you know what it is? I also think it's the fact that he, the, the cop arrested him, threw him in the back of a car, handcuffed him. Do we want to, by the way, create an underground economy? Because if you keep these rules like this, sure, we, you're just saying or, or underground economy. What you're just saying is go pick up welfare or go pick up social services. Do nothing, yeah. And do nothing, which is not what we want in people coming to this well, And here we're over-policing yeah. legal immigrants and we're doing nothing exactly. on the illegals. Well, yeah, or they could become political consultants. <laughs> or or that or that <laughs> yeah. all right do you want to see my tax return uh on that note thank you gentlemen appreciate it very much we got michael can he Diamond do the soundtrack tonight. next week to the show <laughs> i'm working on it already and that is andy stinton